This is a download from Channel 4. To find out more, go to channel4radio.com. Previously on Lost. Two players, two sides. One is light, one is dark. Do you want to know a secret? What if everything that happened here happened for a reason? We can't live together. We're going to die alone. I thought I heard whispering. We're not the only people on this island, and we all know it. We have only three choices. Run, hide, or die. Do you think we're being punished? Every 108 minutes, the button must be pushed. Guys, where are we? This is UK Lost from Channel 4 Radio. I'm Ian Lee, down in the hatch again, because I can't just watch an episode of Lost and then carry on with my day-to-day life. No, I need to talk about it. And I'm not alone. My panel of experts are here on hand to provide an added insight and to help make sense of the latest batch of theories that you've sent in. We'll have Tom, our official Lost Geek, on the phone, hooray, to tell us the tiny clues that he spotted in this week's episode. You'll also find out how you can win big and exciting Lost prizes, and we'll have a tiny peek at episode 14. So, come down into the hatch, bring a friend if you like, as we bring you UK Lost from Channel 4 Radio. panel this week are Paul and Janine, who've been here before. Hello. Hello. A new boy, Aidan. Hello, Aidan. Hello. Uh, and I'm assuming you're a fan of Lost and you've not just snuck down here to hang out with us. Oh, yeah, yeah. Excellent stuff. Well, the question this week is, uh, and we'll start with you, Aidan, as you're the new fella, which character have you most changed your mind about in the second series of Lost? Probably, actually, strangely enough, because of this episode, Sawyer. I thought mm. he was actually softening up there for a bit, but... Okay, we'll talk about this episode. I, mean, I, I must admit, uh, the first few episodes of this series, I thought they tried to make Sawyer a little bit too comedy. He was getting all these witty lines and made him a bit of a joke, but interesting. Okay, uh, Janine, uh, which character have you most changed your mind about in the second series? Well, the next last couple of episodes, I started to change my mind a bit about Locke. Mm. He started off zen, all-knowing, kind of calm, cool, collected, and, and he's turned a bit sinister and dark mm. now. Mm. And I'm not quite sure which way that's going to go. Okay, and Paul? With that in mind, actually, Jack, because I think, you know, he was the he was Dr Jack all the way through season one and was, you know, being the hero. And he started to get a little bit tetchy with Locke at the moment. There's a lot of frustrations coming out, and I think you're going to see Jack's dark side evolve as the season goes on. My, uh, I've changed my mind most about Charlie. It turns out he's really irritating. He's always irritating. He was all right in the first series. He was kind of endearing, you know, when he's going along. Have you never heard of Drive Sharp? You know, but now I just I think he's an idiot. Uh, anyway, uh, we've just watched episode 13, so we can give you a brief summary of what went on. Uh, it's a Sawyer episode this week, and he's furious with Jack for taking his medicine. In a flashback, we see him in bed once again with a beautiful woman. Uh, this one is called Cassidy, and she doesn't fall for his whoops the locker my briefcase broke and look at all this money falling out trick uh, she doesn't get angry or call the police though because she's got another idea I want you to show me what you do show me what you do what you really do and what do I do show me how to con people Sawyer 
Back on the island, it seems that the recruitment drive for Jack and Anna Lucia's army isn't going too well. But then, Sun is attacked while in a tiny garden, and with the others being the number one suspect, suddenly Jin is saying, gun, gun, quite a lot, uh, and they all want revenge. However, Sawyer is suspicious and confides in Kate. Well, if it wasn't them, then who? Were you saying one of us did it? Who the hell would want to go after Sun? Not much upside in scaring the crap out of 46 people. Unless you're trying to con him into joining an army. Kate decides that Anna Lucia is to blame, and on her suggestion, Sawyer goes to warn Locke that everyone is coming for the guns and that he should hide them. Elsewhere on the island, Bernard has given Hurley the shortwave radio they found. Said fixes it and they pick up a radio station playing Moonlight Serenade. Back to Sawyer's flashback and he's been teaching Cassidy several small scams, but now she wants more. She wants to do a big con, or as Sawyer calls it, a long con. And it turns out she does have money after all. $600,000. But all is not as it seems, for we next see Sawyer in a diner with his partner Gordy. Cassidy was the long con, although Sawyer has now changed his mind. I think that- I ain't doing you know what's making you stupid right now? It's your damn hormones. You think you're in love, but you're not. You know, a tiger doesn't change his stripes, James. You're a con man, just like me. And it's not what you do, it's what you are. Do I make myself clear? Unfortunately, Sawyer doesn't have much choice in the matter. Gordy will kill him if he doesn't finish the con. He confesses all to Cassidy and tells her to escape to a motel where he'll meet her. But this is a lie too, and we see Sawyer leave with all the money. There are still more twists to come, this time on the island. Jack confronts Locke over the missing guns, and in the midst of their shouting match, gunshot is heard, and Sawyer emerges from the jungle with guns over his shoulders and a message for everyone. The new sheriff in town, boys. Y'all best get used to it. Finally, we see Charlie and Sawyer together. It was Charlie that followed Locke and found the guns, and Charlie that attacked Son. He did it to make Locke look like a fool. But why did Sawyer do it? Sawyer, this idea, all of this, what we did, what made you have someone think of something like that? I'm not a good person, Charlie. Never did a good thing in my life. Okay, after last week's disappointing episode, this is not one of the greatest, but kind of a return to form. Janine, all the ladies love Sawyer, don't they? Yes, all the ladies love a a cheeky, devilish con man who takes all their money. What what do you think of him now after seeing this week's episode? Because he has been getting softer in the past few weeks, and he's come back with a bit of a It's true. I mean, there's the comedy Sawyer, and that's the kind of cheeky chap that everyone likes, but I I like the kind of more sinister, evil Sawyer. I think it, it gives him a bit more depth and makes him a little bit more interesting. Mm, did he love Cassidy? Because there are moments in this episode where it looks like maybe he's regretting his his chosen lifestyle. I think he's only regretting it because he's stuck on an island without the 16, 600 grand. But there's the bit when he's with Cassidy. You kind of get the idea, Paul, that maybe he's thinking, I, should I be doing this or not? No, completely. I think that the the very end flashback sequence when you see him get all sentimental with the photograph and he turns it down, he, he seems to be a character who's just beating himself up over what his past is involved and the fact that he's a con man, he's a bad guy. And there was an option there. He could have said, you know, screw you, Gordy, left the money there or something, or said to them, let's just leg it, let's escape. But he, he's, he's doing this, you know, the rogue character of I'm so tortured. Mm. Why do we think Sawyer wants the guns? What's the point of that? 
I think Kate's right. I think that he, he needs to be hated. I think he likes to control. He, he couldn't stand the fact that when he had the gunshot wound and he was all having his hair cut by Kate and being all, you know, mumsied by people, I think he needs to be the hard man. Mm. Which, uh, in turn, you can see he's a bit like, well, I need to be the hard man, but why? Because she says, why have you done it? He doesn't even know why he's done it, really. Mm. You're a con man. You want the upper hand at all times. Uh, we mentioned, Charlie, that he's, it's quite a transformation from last week's episode uh, where he's he's trying to save the baby and he's doing all this kind of stuff to suddenly he's now this this dark, creepy little man who wants to seemingly harm the island. Are you surprised by that transformation, Aidan? Uh, well, I, guess, I guess it's what heroin does to you, really, isn't it? But is he using the heroin? Because he turns down the offer of a free hit... I believe that the kids are referring to uh, drug intake at the moment. From soy, he says, well, I, didn't, I didn't do it for that. Well, I, I don't know. I mean, how, how, long does it, how long does it take to get it all out of your system, really, is it? I guess there could be still some kind of druggy thing going on there. What was brilliant, my favourite bit of the, the episode, uh, is when Jack and Locke are having that Barney oh, by the fire. Yeah, I classic. just want two guns! Yeah. That was superbly done, was it? And there's the, the thing where it's building up through the whole episode. Jack wants the new combination yeah. for the safe, uh, and, and it ends in that, that massive fight. That was fantastic, Jane, wasn't it? It was great. Um, I always think scenes by firelight always bit added atmosphere and drama. Mm. And then, you know, the whole Sawyer comes. But th- is this the start of the turning point? Is this a turning point? Because Jack and Locke have always been seen as the two, you know, kind of bosses of, of the island and getting on quite well. And now they're at each other's throats. Are they going to go off in different directions, do you think? Well, I think maybe that this is another power thing from Sawyer. Make them kill each other, no one will notice what he's doing. Not kill mm. each other, literally, but... Metaphorically. Metaphorically. Yeah, yeah so if they, they, they're they focusing all their attention on each other. Everyone's just ignoring him, going off in the background and doing all the gun stuff. But, uh, Aidan, would you, I would say that the Jack Locke thing has been kind of organic and happening over the last four or five episodes with Locke, you know, Jack seemingly getting going off in one direction and Locke becoming more... I don't know, bitter, would you say? Oh, he's terribly jealous of him. Because mm. everyone listens to Jack almost sort of instinctively. And, I mean, he's proved himself to be this kind of big, strong hunter and all this, but people just instinctively go to Jack rather than him. And he's mm. getting... I mean, he's throwing stuff around on the desk and getting, you know, petulant about it like mm. a child. OK, qu- quickly. Hurley is reading a manuscript. Uh, there are, uh, yeah, in this episode, yeah, Bad yeah. Twin. Yeah. Now, I know a little bit about this, that there is now a book, Bad Twin. Well, it's under the premise that Gary Troop um, was on the plane and he died in Mm. the crash. And Hurley has found a manuscript which is of a novel which Mm. this character Gary Troop wrote. And what's happened is that the publishing house have published the book bad twin in an attempt of you know we don't know where our, our author mm. is the publication of the book might help spread the word and maybe we'll find him but you know here's his here's a here's a, here's a novel which is a mystery novel detective it, now they've released interviews with this guy as well yeah his, it's, his it's, last interview it's it's insane slash exciting slash ah, it's just crossing universes and it's just insane you heard yeah. the other little bit fact about that his name gary troop it's an anagram of purgatory oh, oh lovely well done, sir. I heard the swoosh. That was three yes. Points. That was <laughs> deep. We, we like the anagram names yeah, here. Yeah, loving that. Uh, has anyone read the book? Is it any good? Available soon from channel4.com. Oh, shop. Thank you. <laughs> well, I believe that's what we like to call a plug. Hurley's, Hurley's going through a book as well, isn't he? I couldn't make out the the title when he's checking the books in the. With the brilliant uh, line, why are you inventing the Dewey Decimal System? Oh, that's no, that was, oh that sorry, was Lock. Lock. The Lock, sorry, Lock, sorry, you're right. Lock, Lock is going through the books and emptying the, emptying the books. What book did he have? Oh, it was Owl at Something Creek. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, was yeah. About, um, it was about a man who he's going to be hung and then gets away with it, but later on finds out he never got away with it at all and he's actually dead. Mm. That's what the book's mm. apparently about. Mm. But they're doing that mm. a lot. They're doing a lot of shots where they're hanging on like that. Oh, I can't quite get the book on the shelf. Can you see what the book is? See book's what the book called? is? Yeah. You know, well, yeah. there's, uh, I, I, I don't know if it's happened yet in this, in this country, but I know in America, 
America, there was uh, in one of the episodes. I don't know if it's been shown over here yet. There's a book that gets shown, The Third Policeman. Yes. Has it happened in this this country yet, or is that coming up later? Yeah, that's uh, the first episode of the season. Two. And Amazon reported the sales went up by about a thousand percent. Oh, it's been reprinted yeah. about a billion times. I think though, every yeah. every book that they've shown yeah. has had exactly. I've, the I've same. bought The Third Policeman, but I've not had a go yet. My sister was reading it at the weekend and said it was flipping hard work. Well, it's got apparently a lot of themes that are related to the show, but mm. then I think it's just a, a story that they liked, and they you know it does tie into what I think Desmond was going through. My friend Carvis, his favourite book, uh, incidentally. Uh, we'll come back to this episode in a minute. It's competition time, uh, and this week we're giving away three lost goodie bags, which include a very nice lost T-shirt, uh, and one person will go into the draw to win the big prize bunker of goodies, which includes a copy of Bad Twin, signed by Damon Lindelof uh, and the cast, as well as other things. Very, very exciting. Even if you don't want it, worth a few quid on the eBay, I would have thought. I will have it, for goodness sakes. The question this week is, what is Sawyer's nickname for Kate? Is it A, Dimples, B, Curly, or C, Freckles? Or D, really annoying woman who's not as fit as she thinks. I'm joking. <laughs> A, Dimples, B, Curly, C, Freckles. Call 09011-111-080. Leave your answer, your name and your telephone number. Calls cost 25 pence a minute. Or you can text the word LOST and your answer to 83188. Each text costs 25 pence. I'm Ian Lee. This is UK Lost from Channel 4 Radio. I'm joined by Paul, Janine and Aidan. Back to this week's episode, Hurley and Saeed. What is it we were arguing about the name of the song? What is it they pick up on the shortwave radio? It's Moonlight Serenade. Moonlight Serenade to Glenn yep. Miller. Glenn Miller's orchestra, is, strangely enough, Glenn Miller's orchestra disappeared. Of course they did. Uh, on yeah, a plane, yeah. going from London to Paris, I think. Oh, yes. We're never found. That yeah. would have been my geek fact. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. He's, he's been, the new lad is, is trying to yeah. impress. He is he impressive. Is a- <laughs> uh, uh, very interesting. And also, it's WSO, I think, is the radio station they mm. find. Was it? Was yeah, that? that's what I thought I heard. Uh, I don't know if there's anything in that, if, if that means anything. or Paul's going, no. I'm loving the connections, but I don't... Well, this is the problem yeah. with this programme, is you try and read something into everything. And of course. Yeah. And I th- I'm guessing that the writers have a lot of fun putting lines in going, they're going to love this, yeah. they're going to spend an hour yeah, hunting yeah, this down, when really definitely. it means nothing. Red herring, I believe, is the phrase. Uh, Said said that the, uh, the radio signals could be coming from anywhere. Hurley says, or any time. <laughs> Aidan laughs at that immediately. There is the theory on the internet that they've somehow they've travelled through time, it's a Philadelphia experiment thing, mm. that they're in a different time zone. You're not buying that? Which is one no, of my no, favourite theories. So. I, d- I don't think so. I don't think so. I think, to be honest, that big electromagnet downstairs that's, you know, making everyone's fillings hurt, I think, to be honest, it's just screwing up the polar, you know, so you can't get north. So whenever you try mm. and get away from it, you just end up going around in circles because mm. there's, a, there's a different so north. So basically a crazy geography teacher who's yeah. just created a, a big magnet just because like he, was, he was spurned at secondary school. Yes. The crazy Love geography teacher. Well, in, in series one, I'm talking about the books uh, thing, uh, Sawyer uh, was seen reading eight, let me get this right, a wrinkle in time uh, about the ability to move from one point of the world to another and possibly through time. Nice. I can actually... Talking of the books, Watership Down, Watership Down story is mm. lost. If you if you follow it through, the what? kind of the rabbits and the infection... What? Seriously, Watership Down, all the themes, the way the story goes, the, the group of rabbits travelling, then there's other rabbits, then there's like an evil rabbit and the shadow of death. Okay. And it's all like... Well, really, is that, is that machine like the same infection as playing and, Dark Side of the Moon while you're watching Wizard of Oz, that yeah. kind of thing? <laughs> it's, I, I'm, hoping so, I'm hoping not, because that would mean... Well, yeah. <laughs> the question is, Paul, how does Watership Down end? Well, it does end they well. Get to utopia. You know, there's well, utopia. you know, there are, there are sacrifices made, but it but it all turns out okay in the end. But there's um, there's I if, if we were giving this marks out of ten, I would give this a big fat zero. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Uh, Kate 
gives Sawyer some reading material. Elegant magazine. Yeah. Where are you going with this? <laughs> I don't know. I'm already regretting opening my mouth. Uh, uh, it's one of those things where you want to. Uh, I was trying to look at the front page just to see if there were any answers in the, uh, on there at all. You need to zoom in. Has anyone, Paul? Have you? Uh, I, I honestly no. That's that's a new one on me. But I will now do it. I will check it out seriously. I, apparently, it's a real magazine from the seventies. A ladies' oh, magazine. Okay. It's from the seventies. I mean, what does that mean? They've like travelled through time. There yeah. you go. They've, they've gone backwards in time to the seventies. Yeah. Uh, Vincent appears. Before oh. Sun gets an attack, I know it's a highlight for you, Paul. You, you sat up again. This adds credence to my theory of the superbrain computer. Of course, uh, Vincent is kind of attached to Walt. They have a mm. bonding, uh, and he comes just before something bad happens and before it rains. It's, yeah. Well, it's unfortunate though because if Vincent, he's almost like he's not quite got his kind of lassie grade, his lassie medal yet. He's he's like he's, mm. he's a like bit a bouncer from sub, he's, Yeah, he, yeah, exactly. He he's bouncer because he's got good intentions. You know, you can see in his little Labrador brain, he's wandered in <laughs> and gone. He's thinking, what have I got to tell her? Something's wrong. Walt's trying to tell me something's wrong. Oh, I've forgotten it. And he's walked off. And then she gets attacked. He messed it up, but he he had a good go. Okay, still to come on UK Lost, we get your theories. Our official Lost geek Tom is on the phone and a tiny peek at next week's episode. Since the dawn of time, man has been curious, imagining all that is possible. The Hanzo Foundation, reaching out to a better tomorrow. Discover the experience for yourself. Go to thehanzofoundation.org. This is UK Lost from Channel 4 Radio. I'm Ian Lee here with Paul, Janine and Aidan. We're now going to attempt to get that tiny bit closer to working out what this whole thing is all about by taking a look at the theories that you have spent many hours devising, probably with the help of a pen and paper, encyclopedias and protractors and compasses and things like that. Do hope you're not let me down this week. The first theory is the satellites theory by Gaylord 2. <laughs> What, like a sequel? <laughs> yes, Gaylord was so good they made Gaylord 2 on the rocks. <laughs> nice. The satellites theory. I believe that the island is some sort of testing island to do with satellites in rockets. It's worth noting that a satellite takes 108 minutes to orbit the Earth. I think the island has a cloaking device, and you can't see it on radar or take pictures from the air and so on. Now, how that device works is anybody's guess, but let's say you need a strong magnetic field for it. Already, he's bluffing the, the, the edges here. I hate all these unfinished theories. I know, if you're going to send a theory and give it, you know, really make it definite. The satellite doesn't need to be near the island. I'm guessing this is actually a difficult measurement to make, and what the satellite does is to build up the picture slowly, adding together the result from several transits. I'm lost, I'll be honest. I don't even get it. So all you need to do to hide from it is to reverse the magnetic field every 108 minutes, and the satellite will then add two large measurements with opposite poles and gets, on average, zero. (laughs) How does that feel? This is very geeky, but actually works if you understand it, says Gaylord 2. Uh, Aidan, does that, I don't understand what I've just read to you there. Not a clue, mate, not mm. a clue. Janine? Um, I think he summed it up when he said you get zero. It, it, but Paul, is, this, zero. is this the worst theory we've ever had? It, it could be the worst theory we've ever had, and his, maybe he said it in his head like Scatman John, and he just spat words <laughs> at high frequency, just... and his friend said, I'll send it in, That's, there's, there's a strand of intelligence there, but I, I can't find it. No. 
Okay, the theory two, the Montauk Project theory by Greg. I'm assuming that's how it's pronounced. Oh, it's someone who has listened to, to this. So we do actually have people downloading it. It's a few worth. points already. Here we go. Yes, I heard you mention the Philadelphia experiment a few weeks ago, so thought I'd let you know about an extension of this, which I believe could answer many of our questions about the island. Basically, it was found that by using concepts from Philadelphia and also Wilhelm Reich's work on weather control, you could perform mind control. Research was carried out at the old Montauk Air Force Base in the 1970s. In that time, they subjected homeless people to huge doses of electromagnetic radiation, <laughs> carried out experiments in teleportation, and made contact with aliens through a time tunnel, which they had to close after an alien monster came through and ate a lot of them. <laughs> is he saying this actually... It started off so well. I had really high hopes no, no, for that. No, this is educational. It's Greg not is saying theory. this actually happened, an I alien. think, in the real world. They also reprogrammed the minds of... <laughs> I'm glad I don't read these before. They also reprogrammed the minds of runaway boys. <laughs> and managed to enhance people... Why runaway boys? I'm sorry. Uh, and managed to enhance people's psychic abilities to the extent they could materialise things out of thin air. Could this be what is happening at the island? The US government covered it all up and pretended it never happened by applying mind control to all the participants in 1983. But what if someone escaped, says Greg? <laughs> it, Evil Dr. Bernardus. <laughs> I like I'm having like illegal experiments on runaway boys. Uh, Paul? <laughs> well, this is, this is great. I mean, we've, got, we've mentioned 1970 a minute ago with the Elegant magazine, so maybe now we should pause that and see if there's, like, what's it called? The Mal... Montauk the, the Project Theory. See if that's actually on the front of the magazine. You know, that, that, would, that would be a through line. But, no, educational. I've learned a lot about conspiracy and <laughs> aliens. And, yeah. I think Greg is genuinely saying this actually happened. Yeah. Yeah. Research was carried out. I'm, I'm on the internet after this. Research was carried out at the old Montauk Air Force Base in the 70s. Aidan? I think it's the same pigeonhole as the men who stared at sheep thing. Oh, yeah, it's a good I book. Th- I'm not sure. Basic, but the basic theory of that is there were, there were members of the US Army that were paid to stare at sheep to see yeah. if they could give them a heart attack. Yep, that's right. And they said they could do it. Uh, Janine. Yes, well, um, I love it because it's, it's made me laugh a lot. Yeah. But um, I can't believe it actually happened. No, okay, well, I'm... <laughs> I'm upset by that. Okay, the, the third and final theory of today is the rich man's game theory by Honeycomb. Already I'm liking the title oh, to this. I, I spend pretty much all my time thinking about Lost. And <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh dear, Honeycomb. Oh, funny. <laughs> I suck. <laughs> can't read this. I spend pretty much all my time thinking about Lost, and here is one of the theories I've come up with. If you've got enough money, you can buy whatever you want. So I think some billion trillionaire, although not Bill Gates or Richard Branson, got bored of things like Monopoly, Street Fighter, (laughs) and charades, and decided to set up a brilliant game of his own. I think he paid off a load of people and had the crash artificially simulated <gasps> and then the, uh, the, oh, this is coming back and then handpicked the most interesting and good looking ones to live on this artificially created island which is probably on his roof or in his basement he occasionally throws it, things in to make it more exciting the monster the hatch and the others and I think his kids put in the polar bear in the black horse <laughs> <laughs> this is the most plausible explanation I can think of anyway, says Honeycomb, who spends most of his time thinking about Lost. Who wants to take that and take it? I like it. I like it. It's kind of on par with the super brain computer in a way. If you think about some 
one person controlling all the things on the island. I like the idea that it's in someone's basement. Mm. But it is virtual Big reality, basement. isn't it, almost? And that would be the biggest disappointment ever if it yeah. was actually virtual reality. But I like his children controlling yeah. him. Again, his <laughs> children, animals. obviously, are completely sociopathic. They're like, <laughs> Daddy, Daddy, can I have a polar bit? Attack people for no reason. <laughs> yeah. Yes, of course you can. Aiden. I'm a billionaire. I haven't, I haven't no, he's a billion trillionaire. <laughs> Sorry, my, my mistake. I haven't Channel 4 already done this show? Has this happened? I'm sure this has happened somewhere. If not, then, then get on it. I, I like the idea of it's somehow a billionaire is controlling this to a certain extent. That is good. A crazy billionaire. Obviously, not Bill Gates or Richard Branson, but then that's uh, that's Alvo Hans... Alvin... What's his name? Alvin... Alvin Stardust. (laughs) Alvo Hanso, isn't it? Yeah, we could... It could come to pass that that's what's happening. We know that he's controlling the Dharma Initiative and some of the... who have something to do with the island. And I think it would be quite easy for him to have... I'm going to expand on my theory now, if I I may take this moment. I'm sticking with... That Walt, you may not have heard this before, Aidan, but this is genius, so you may take notes. Walt is connected to a super brain computer uh, and is controlling a lot of the things on the island. That's why he pops up and gives little warnings and stuff. Uh, there is someone evil connected to another super brain computer, uh, a slightly older model, on somewhere else on the island. And they're like fighting each other and stuff like that. That's how the dog Vincent popped out because Walt was saying, Go and do it, go and speak to um, the beautiful Korean lady. But I think the whole project is financed, I'm going to steal a bit from Honeycomb here, is financed by a billion trillionaire, not Bill Gates or Richard Branson, before they get uh, excited. Uh, and it, it would be easy for, for someone like that to have paid off people's parents, to paid off people to get everyone on that plane at the same so time. So we're saying Alvar Hanso financed the super brain computer. Yes, we are. That's my theory. We can't give it marks out of ten because it would get a ten. Let's give these three marks out of ten very quickly. Theory one, the satellite theory by Gaylord 2. Zero. Didn't get it. Zero, you're saying, Aiden? Well, yeah. Zero? Uh, just one, because we had a good giggle with it. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it zero, uh, which, uh, I mean, it gets a... I don't know if we can give it a half score. Yes, we can. It's got half, the lowest <laughs> the lowest mark of yeah. any. <laughs> just rubbish. OK, the Montauk Project Theory by Greg. This is based on the premise that in the 70s, uh, the US government were brainwashing runaway boys and homeless people. <laughs> <laughs> Semi-fascinating. Yeah. It does make you want to go and do further research. Certainly does. Well, uh, marks out of ten, Janine. Five. Five. Oh, OK. Aiden. I, I wish it was true. Yeah. I really wish it was true. I, I want to give it 11, if I could. Could I? No, you cannot give it 11. <laughs> Can I give it 10, then? You can give it a 10, certainly. Oh wow, God. controversial. I'll, I'll go for a seven, because that's, that's it was educational. Yeah. This is ranking very high. I'm going to give it a five, which evens it out kind of at a seven. We'll give it a seven, which is uh, ridiculous, I think. <laughs> the Rich Man's Game Theory by Honeycomb. I like this. Yeah. I'm going to see, yeah. I'm gonna see Steam like straight it. in here with a nine. Nice. Wow. No, seven for me. Yeah, well, yeah, something like that, seven. <laughs> something like <laughs> that. We're using a number system. You have the option to be so specific here, Aiden. Seven and a half. Oh, God. Oh. Go on. It was going to be eight, but she mentioned Street Fighter, which is great. So we'll say nine. <laughs> so nine. nine. It, it evens out at about an eight. These are only rough figures if anybody's getting upset. So uh, Satellite's Theory got a half a point. If you have a theory that's as good as Honeycomb's or as imaginative as uh, Greg's, or as boring as Gaylord 2's, <laughs> uh, you can you can send them in to us uh, on the email system at uklost at channel4.com and I look forward to reading them next week. 
Now, you've heard me mention my super brain computer theory. Uh, I don't care that Damon Lindelof, one of the creators of Lost, dissed it. I think I got a bit too close to the truth uh, for his liking uh, and he's going to take Series 3 off in a different direction. But one person who rubbished my theory so much that they had to be thrown out of the hatch is Geeky Tom. Hello, Geeky Tom. Hello, Ian Lee. Oh, listen to me. What's what's wrong with you? Is, is, is your mum say you can't spend long on the phone? Oh yeah, whatever. Well, we, we've heard now from Damon Lindelof. Now I've proved that your theory is rubbish, and you just. No, what you've proved is that uh, Damon knew that I was getting close to the truth. He panicked. He sent off a series of emails to the rest of the lost writers saying, get rid of the super brain computer. You you keep on on trying to validate that. May I say, uh, through gritted teeth, congratulations on your interview with Damon. Thank you. I thought you were were very reserved. We were worried you were going to take a knife in your sock or something and hold him hostage, but you didn't do that. Now, what you're going to do, I think you've got a, a... a few geeky spots from this week's episode. Is that right? Yeah, I've got a few viewing. Bring it on, sir. We've got uh, we've got Paul, Janine, and Aiden here as well, so they will be uh, commenting on what you've got for us. Greetings, fellow geeks. <laughs> Don't he, call me a geek. Did he just, did he just say greetings? <laughs> Is he Joey Boswell or something? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Tom, don't build up your part. We're going to cut most of this out anyway. What have you got? (laughs) Okay, my uh, number one fact is uh, when uh, Sawyer and Gordy are in the diner, the waitress that serves them is, in fact, Kate's mum. Oh! Oh! Is she really? Oh, that's... That's, oh, that's that's very good. Well done, yes, I didn't spot that. Let's have your second uh, geeky spot for us, Tom. Well, my second geeky spot is um, Hurley is, in fact, um, reading Bad Twin. Yeah. Um, which is by Gary Troop, an anagram of... Purgatory! Uh, <laughs> uh, we've, had that, that. we've had that one, mate, sorry. Oh, good spot on, good spot on the waitress. Yeah, yeah, we've got a big sack of, of zero here for you, which we'll, we'll pass on. i tell you what, though, uh, because um, you, you did get one that I thought was quite good. We missed that one entirely about Kate's mum. I'm going to send you on another top-secret mission. Oh, <laughs> brilliant. <laughs> oh, he's so sweet, isn't he? We should start selling little Tom dolls on uh, the Channel 4 website. Uh, next week... Jin Hurley and Mr Echo are going to be in town. We'd like you to go and interview them for us. No way. Yeah. Yes, I'd bloody love to. All right, don't... <laughs> curb <laughs> your language. Echo's, Mr Echo's your favourite, oh, Tom. What are you going to say to Mr Echo? Oh, I've got all sorts. I'm going to have to really plan out this weekend what I'm going to say. Well, spe- yes, exactly. Get rid of your Xbox and the internet this weekend and uh, yeah. you plan out your stuff uh, and we'll hear what you've got to say next week. Oh, cool, yeah, will do. Thanks, Tom. I think I can hear your mum calling. Bye. And what a nice young man. Nicer on the phone than in the flesh, I think. Oh, Jin's coming. Jin's coming. It's Jin, Hurley and Mr Echo. That's very exciting. Oh, it is. Awesome. Very, very awesome. exciting. Uh, we will have those, hopefully, uh, next week, if uh, Tom manages to give us something that we can listen to. Uh, let's have a quick reminder of this week's competition. We have three lost goodie bags to give away, including a very nice lost T-shirt. Uh, one person will go into the draw to win the big bunker of lost prizes, which now includes a signed copy of Bad Twin by Gary Troop. Uh, The question is, what is Sawyer's nickname for Kate? Is it A, Dimples, B, Curly, or C, Freckles? Call 09011-111-080. Leave your answer, your name and your telephone number. Calls cost 25 pence a minute. Or you can text LOST and your answer to 83188. Each text costs 25 pence. Now, if you think you could be polite about my brilliant uh, super brain computer theory and would like to join me down the hatch next week discussing episode 14, then send an email to UKLOST at channel4.com. That's almost all we have time for, but we've still got uh, a few moments 
promised to play a tiny, tiny clip from the next episode of Lost, where we can hear that Danielle is back on the scene and is talking to Saeed. Where are we going? You said you were looking for me. What was your plan? To hide in the woods, hoping I would pass you by? I was going to wait until dark, then find you at your tent. Why? We need to keep moving. Not until you tell me where we're moving to. Trust me. We'll be back next week finding out where exactly they're going and hopefully we'll be able to hear how Tom got on interviewing some of the stars of Lost. Of course, there'll also be more ridiculing of your theories. Please email them now to uklost at channel4.com and there'll be another chance to win that big bunker of Lost prizes. Make sure you keep up to date with Lost. We don't want any stragglers down here by watching it on Channel 4 Tuesdays at 10 and then the next episode straight after on E4. And you can discuss all things Lost on the forum at channel4.com forward slash Lost. Thank you to my panellists, Janine, Paul and Aidan. Thank, Thank you very you. much. I'm Ian Lee, and remember, the button is bad. Listening to a download from Channel 4. To find more downloads like this, go to channel4radio.com. <laughs>